0: Welcome
1: to the Wired to Hunt podcast. I'm your host, Mark Kenyon, and this is episode number 316, and we're back with another rut fresh radio episode in which we're getting you updates on the progress of the rut, current deer activity, and the tactics that are working right now from hunters all across the country. Alright, welcome to this week's episode of Wired to Haunts Rut Fresh Radio. It is November 13th. I am your host, Spencer Newharth, and we are flying solo today without Mark Kenyon because he is pulling some all day sits as he tries to get close to that buck he's been haunting Tran. I hope that you've been spending some time in the woods too, because this is the best time of year to be out there. Uh, as we've talked about before, the rut only comes Once a year, it's like a 10-day window where the deer movement is the absolute best that it's going to be, and I hope everyone has a chance to take advantage of it. But during this part of the rut, people often talk about the rut phase called lockdown. I think the idea of lockdown has outgrown what this phase of the rut actually is. For most hunters, when they're talking about lockdown, they're talking about this like two-to-three-day window where the does are now willing. So the bucks will breed them, and when that happens, a buck and a doe will hook up and they'll bed down in some area for almost the entire length of daylight. Um, The areas that they seem to bed down in are fairly random. As a South Dakotan, I've seen a ton of bucks and does locked down in the middle of a cut cornfield where there's not a tree within like a half mile of where they are. But then you also see them sort of locked down in your more traditional areas like thick timber where does prefer to bed. And during this phase of the drop, people often talk about how mature bucks basically go from cruising at midday and being as reckless as they will be all year to not being seen at all because they're sat down with some doe somewhere. Now there's some truths and some lies about what that actually is. Yes, this is like the peak breeding where does are willing and bucks will find them and they'll bed down for periods of time. But it is not as dramatic as all of the does coming into estrus within like a 48 hour window where they all then find willing bucks and they all then stop moving in daylight. That's not the case. Studies have shown that the rut is like a bell curve and the top of the bell curve, right now, deer movement has peaked. And sure, those bucks will bed down with those does for some time. But after that's over with, those bucks are gonna get up and start cruising again and start looking for another doe. And all of those does are not entering estrus at the exact same time. If you hunted an area that has a high density of deer, you're still gonna be seeing a lot of movement. But if you're limited to like a 10-acre property, and there's only one mature buck around, and today he locks down with some doe and he doesn't move for eight hours, and then tomorrow he gets up and he moves off to another property in search of does, then there might be that perceived lockdown where it seems like the bucks have stopped moving. Now that's not the reality, and this is certainly a tougher time of year to hunt than maybe it was a few days ago, but if you're not in the woods then you're only hurting yourself because those deer are going to be up and they're going to be moving. If you want more info on lockdown, check out themeadeater.com where Mark Kenyon has an article coming out later this week on what you need to know about the lockdown and how to hunt this phase of the rut. For this week's callers, we have Brad Beaver from Lone Wolf Tree Stands in Indiana. Then we talk to Spencer Konischewski from Red Line Hunting in Georgia. Then we go to North Dakota and talk to Alex Comstock from Whitetail DNA. And then from Heartland Boat Hunter in Kansas, we talked to Trent Siegel. And I'll tell you before we get into these interviews, everybody is really optimistic that we talked to this week, which this can kind of be a tough time of year to keep grinding and keep after it and stay optimistic, because if you've been at it since early November, then you might be about over this. But from Brad, Spencer, Alex, Trent, you're going to hear some really positive and encouraging things about why you should be in a tree right now. Okay, and let's go to our first caller. All right, and joining us on the line first is Brad Beaver in Indiana from Lone Wolf Tree Stands. Now, Brad, in Indiana, what would you say the buck activity has been lately on a scale of 1 to 10?
2: Um, So I've hunted Indiana for uh, three days straight now. I came in on Monday, um, and I'm just, I've seen a ton of buck activity. Um, obviously, it's that second week in November, so... It's going to be good, um, but I would definitely put it up there nine or ten. Um, you just I've seen bucks with noses on the ground. I've seen bucks running those hard. So, um, yeah, definitely, definitely nine or ten.
1: Are you seeing a lot of midday movement at this point?
2: That's a tough question. I haven't really been hunting midday because of work, um, so I can't can't say yes or no to that. Um, but I, I I can attest to obviously being being kind of peak rut, I know a lot of guys who are hunting all day you know or are seeing deer all day um you know this is the time if you're going to sit all day and and hunt in the middle of the day this is the time to do it
1: when you're out there you do a lot of mobile setups um how much are you moving your stands just like an extra 30 yards closer or are you often second guessing yourself and, and moving a, a stand just a little bit down a trail this time of year you're sticking with what you know
2: right so uh that's a great question um actually tonight kind of to answer your question i had Uh, My hunt tonight, I I saw my target buck two, three hundred yards off, um, and I I went into a woods um, pretty pretty far off with some doe, so I I did something a little unconventional, but because of the time of year and because of the running activity, um, I I can kind of get away with it. But I actually got down half an hour, forty-five minutes before dark and moved my stand uh, 150 yards to the east to accommodate for tomorrow's wind. Um, So I'm hoping to actually catch him coming back to the betting area but to answer your question um, this is the time to stay mobile and this is the time that if you have a buck that, that you want to target and you, you think you can jump on this is the time to to do it so uh, obviously I, I saw that buck two three hundred yards off I knew where he was so I knew I could get away with moving without without spooking him whereas if I came in tomorrow morning I'm not sure where that buck's going to be so um, to answer your question yeah I, I this is the time to stay mobile
1: What's your strategy as a bow hunter once we approach lockdown?
2: Um, once we approach lockdown, I I kind of go with the mentality of the only way you're going to kill a buck is if that doe, if if the doe that he's on comes by. You know, you can rattle and you can call it buck's all you want, but if, if they're locked on does, you know, usually that's that's all they're um, going to pay attention to. So as a bow hunter, I like to get into bedding areas, uh, obviously sit all day if you can, um, just so you're kind of doe hunting at that point. Um if you can, if you can get on the, the the doe that that he is on, um, that's about the only thing that's going to bring him in.
1: Are you concerned at all this time of year with food sources?
2: Um, yeah, that depends a lot on the weather. Like Indiana just got four inches of snow last night, so I've seen a lot of deer in cornfields uh, uh, trying to overturn the snow and, and get the corn. Um, but again, I mean, right now being the second week in November, the deer are going to be moving in where they can. So just just get in the woods.
1: How about sign making? Do you think rubs and scrapes are still relevant at this point?
2: I would say so a little bit. Once we move more towards lockdown, um, I would say their folks are probably going to stop checking scrapes as often just because they're more concerned about that dough, like I said earlier. But um, I personally, I always, if I can find a scrape or a rub or a rub line, I'm, I'm always going to hunt it no, no matter the time of year. Um, but again, as we approach lockdown, I think they're they're probably going to be more focused on, on that actual dough than checking their scrapes like they would in October.
1: Going forward then in this next week or so, what do you think that buck activity is going to be on a scale of 1 to
2: 10 in Indiana? I would say this week we're going to be pushing, I would again put it at 9 or 10, but as we approach lockdown, obviously everybody knows um, it's it's tough to kill a buck when he's locked on a doe, so um, it, it may come down a little bit. You may not see bucks moving as much um, when they get locked on that doe, but it's hard to tell when, when that's actually going to happen, so I'll, I'll keep it at, at nine or ten. I hate to put it at a perfect ten, but um, the movement I've been seeing it's it's really good. Hi
1: right, Brad, great Intel.
0: Good luck in Indiana. Thanks for joining me.
2: Thanks for having me on, man.
0: Now, a lot of you guys are familiar with the old hunting tradition of eating you know some organ, the heart or a chunk of liver, off the first animal you kill. I had that when I was a little kid and it was a big deal. And you can find what you need in store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today, or visit us at o'reillyauto.com/meat eater. That's o'reillyauto.com/meat eater.
1: All right, and joining us online next is Spencer Kanaszewski from Red Line Hunting in Georgia. Now, Spencer, in Georgia, what would you say the buck activity has been lately on a scale of one to ten?
3: I think uh, the past few weeks, I would, I would kind of consider it kind of being a little bit more of a six out of the scale of uh, 10, um, but I think good things are coming.
1: So what phase of the rut do you think most of the state is in right now?
3: Um, I think, uh, like I said, the last few weeks, kind of that early stage of rut activity. Um, I've heard a lot of stories of some smaller bucks uh, chasing some does, you know, kind of sparring a little bit. Um, and then the last couple of days, Uh, I've gotten more stories of some bigger bucks coming in at um, coming in, looking at some smaller bucks as well and kind of chasing them out. So I think we're, um, I think we're getting geared towards full rut here in uh, the Atlanta area of Georgia.
1: Are you seeing a lot of sign making right now then?
3: Yep. I've still, uh, still seeing a lot of rubs. I've noticed actually just walked out to my spots uh, today and noticed uh, some new tree marks that I've seen, some new rubs. So that I've never seen before.
1: What food sources should hunters be keyed in on right now in Georgia?
3: You know, I think uh, in our area, the acorn levels are, are still pretty heavy. Um, so I think the uh, bucks and um, big bucks and smaller bucks are still feeding off the uh, natural acorns. Um, but I've had some good stories of, you know, people using corn that um, they've, they've still got some does coming in, but the, the big ones aren't coming to the bait piles as much just because I think there's so many acorns out there for them to eat.
1: So where are your trail cameras focused right now during this stage of the rut?
3: Um, I've got most of my trail cameras are on some good rubs, um, some scrapes on some trees is kind of where I put them. I got a few good paths that I know that deer are kind of coming through from woods to woods. We're kind of lucky we got a little couple funnel areas that we've been hunting that uh, I think are going to be the most successful as the rut gets in uh, closer.
1: When we get a full moon around this time in November, do you think that changes anything for you in Georgia?
3: I do. I think um, I think after that full moon, the next few days, is, is just going to heat up more. Um, you know, If you look at the, the moon phase and the days, how they're getting a little bit shorter here in Georgia, I've always noticed that once those days start getting a little shorter, that the rut is closer and then the deer are starting to move a little bit more, um, along with the cold front that's about to hit us is, I think the rut is going to be in full, full effect here in the next few days.
1: Are you guys doing anything really aggressive this time of year? Like any calling or decoying?
3: Um, No, no on the decoying. Uh, We had a couple guys do some rattles uh, a few weeks ago. They had some success with rattling. Um, But I think the last couple of days, uh, some, you know, some light grunt calls, um, some little dough in a can is, is what I've heard some success stories on, but I, I think, uh, especially tomorrow, I'm going to be trying to use my my uh, buck grunt a little bit more heavily than I have in the past.
1: In Georgia, when do you start to expect to see some midday cruisers?
3: I, I think we're going to start seeing some more of the midday cruisers about this time. Uh, we've seen some more bucks being hit on the side of the road. You, can't even, you probably can't drive more than a couple miles without seeing a decent buck on the side of the road, which kind of tells us uh, the rut is near and, and the bucks are starting to move during the day, which is exciting.
1: Going forward then in this next week or so, what do you think that buck activity is going to be on a scale of 1 to 10 in Georgia?
3: I think with the cold front coming in and and uh, the weather in Georgia, I mean, I think it's going to be a 9 out of 10, 10 out of 10. you know, uh, here in Georgia, we really don't see the weather getting down into the 20s. And the fact that it's happening right at the perfect time of rut, I think the uh, potential is going to be huge.
1: All right, Spencer, well, good luck to you and the guys from Medlight Haunting. Thanks for joining me.
3: I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Spencer.
1: All right, and joining us on the line next is Alex Comstock from Whitetail DNA in North Dakota. Now, Alex, in North Dakota, what would you say the buck activity has been lately on a scale of 1 to 10?
4: Uh, yeah, I'd put it probably at about a 5 or a 6. Um, I've been out here for about 10 days, and it's a... Uh, It hasn't been constant movement, but it's kind of come in spurts and I've seen a good amount of mature bucks and um, I've seen everything from chasing to cruising to midday movement, but it just hasn't been like the constant fast and furious. It's just been kind of coming and going in spurts. That makes sense. Five or six seems really
1: low for this time of year. What do you think are the factors that are making this a a worst rut in North Dakota?
4: Yeah, I think the biggest thing that's affected me is there's a lot of corn around and um, this year in North Dakota, it was really wet, and so uh, farmers weren't able to get to the crops as, as soon as they normally do. And so there's a ton of standing corn around me. And uh, I think that's had an effect on some of the um, lack of deer that I've seen, It would be kind of my guess. You've hunted North Dakota for a while.
1: This year, with there being so many standing crops... How does that change some of your sort of traditional rut setups? Do you have tree stands at different locations to factor in for all standing corn?
4: Yeah, so I really wasn't prepared for that. Um, being I used to live out in North Dakota, so it was, it was easier for me to adapt. But now being having to travel out here, um, I did move a couple stands closer to corn. A um, couple of my like go to, I guess I would call funnel areas where deer are usually traveling. Like a really good example is I have this skinny pinch. That travel that goes north and south and you're always traveling through there. Um, this year, a lot of that traffic's going east and west going from and to the standing corn. And so I've tried to change a little bit and I've got a couple stands real tight to that corn.
1: So what are you ideally looking for as a public land bow hunter during this time of year?
4: I'm looking for areas that just aren't being hunted in North Dakota. That's usually pretty easy to find. Um, rifle season opened here last week and, uh, that didn't really change much for me. I did some, I do a little bit of, uh, scouting around for the hunter pressure I drive. I got down on Saturday midday and figured if anyone was rifle hunting, they'd probably still be out all day if they only have the weekend. And so I drove around, looked for other hunters, um, figured where they were, which there was just a couple and then kind of made
1: game plans from there. So what phase of the rut would you say that we're in right now in North Dakota?
4: I'd say we we're in definitely like the seeking and chasing phase. Um, I mean, I'd say there's probably breeding going on too. I had, you know, right now, it seems to me that when you have a hot doe around, I mean, as it always is during the rut, it can be a game changer. I mean, I had the other morning, I, saw, I had what I assumed to be a hot doe around me because I had eight bucks on her. And then uh, today, for example, I saw nine different does and didn't see one buck. So I think when you have that, that right doe in the area, that can really change everything right now. When we get into lockdown
1: in this next week or so, what do your setups look like then?
4: I'm trying to get in those either a the really thick areas where I think bucks are be pinning does down, um, or get in between doe bedding areas because especially out North Dakota, I found that 15th to the 20th can be a really good time frame. Um, get between doe bedding areas and hopefully you can get time it right where you know a bucks getting off one doe and looking for the next, and you be in those travel corridors. Um, I've had some really good hunts out here that time of year.
1: Do you think sign-making is relevant at all in that part of the country right now? Not, I don't think so
4: right now. I've been here since, well, the fourth, those first couple of days, scrapes were still being hit. I mean, I watched a couple bucks hit scrapes, and they were kind of being opened up every day. Um, but in the last few days, I haven't noticed any scrapes or any new rubs or anything going like
1: that. Going forward then in this next week or so, what do you think that buck activity is going to be on a scale of 1 to 10 in North Dakota?
4: Yeah. I'd like to think it'd be in that seven to eight range. Um, this time of year, kind of between that 15th and 20th, I found to be some of the best hunting I've experienced out in North Dakota. And, uh, I'm hoping with the temperatures, we're actually going to be trending up a little bit, which I think will help me because, uh, it's been so cold here. I mean, with the windshield today, it was about negative 15 this morning and it was just miserable. And I don't know, I think sometimes deer might just be hunkering down when it gets to be that cold. And, Hopefully, in the next week, it it picks up even a little more. All right,
1: Alex. Well, I hope things turn around for you on your public land hunt in North Dakota. Good luck, and thanks for joining me.
4: All right. Thanks, Spencer.
1: All right. And joining us on the line next is Trent Siegel in Kansas from Heartland Bowhunter. Now, Trent in Kansas, what would you say the buck activity has been lately on a scale of 1 to 10?
5: I'd say it's been a 9 lately. I've seen a ton of bucks cruising and chasing, fighting. Um, I'm only giving it a nine right now because I just haven't seen a lot of big ones in person yet. I know they're moving out there. Um, I just haven't seen them.
1: So what phase of the rut would you say that the state of Kansas is in right now?
5: I think we're approaching um, lockdown here. I mean, it's, it's close for sure. I've definitely seen bucks with does. Um, obviously, they're, they're fighting for them. I think going forward this week, I'm, I'm definitely going to be focusing on hunting the doe areas and, and just hoping the right doe brings a big guy out in front of me.
1: If you think we're approaching lockdown, how much longer do you expect to see some of that midday movement among bucks? Oh, I think it's still
5: going to be good. Um, we, I mean, we here in Kansas have a, a pretty good buck to doe ratio. Um, so, I mean, we're still going to see lots of deer moving all day long, I feel like, especially because the weather's pretty decent, but uh, the big ones are either going to be coming out with a does or just, uh, you know, searching for that next one as soon as they're done with the one they're with. So I still think it's going to be a great week.
1: When we do get into that lockdown phase, what is your strategy? Paint us a picture of where you want your tree stand to be during that phase of the rut.
5: Absolutely. Um. So mornings, I typically try to get tucked up close to a, an area I know a lot of does bed and just uh, try to catch a buck cruising, scent check in that area. Um, and then in the evenings or afternoons, later in the day, I'll, I'll slip out and try to relocate to a good food source, a, a big food plot I might have, or um, any standing crops that are still there that all the does are hitting. And just like I said before, hope, hope the right doe brings the big boy out
1: has this season been a struggle at all to get deer on your food plot with all the standing crops?
5: Yes, um, absolutely. It's been a struggle to, to find them. I feel like Um, we've had so many crops in and just, it it hasn't condensed the deer down to their normal areas at this point in the season, for sure. uh, With all the food everywhere and, um, you know, lots more bedding areas or places to hide.
1: Do you pay attention to trail cameras at all this time of year? And where do you have most of those set up as we approach lockdown? Uh, most of my
5: cameras right now are, um, I have a lot set up on time-lapse mode on, on big food plots for the afternoon. And then lots of them on trails or scrapes still. Even though the, uh, the bucks aren't hitting the scrapes as much, it'll still catch movement going by. Um, and I do I do use them a lot still. Uh, one of the best strategies I have is if it's windy out or have the white right wind direction, something to kind of cover my noise. I'll check them um, and try to figure out if if there's a buck in that area that morning. Um, generally, that afternoon he's going to be there too, and that's usually my my best sits. Um, if I can flip in, if it's windy enough to. Um, like I said, cover my scent or my noise, anything like that. Um, if, if he was on that camera in the morning, nine times out of 10, he's going to be coming back out with a doe or, or something like that in the afternoon. And, um, those are usually my best sits.
1: Most of the country just had a cold snap roll through Kansas, not excluded. Do you think that really helps deer movement? You, You said that you've had some really good midday cruising, or do you think this time of year, that's not really a factor?
5: I, I do think it matters. Um, the last two days, the pressure has just been through the roof and I've hunted about the last 10 out of 11 days and the movement alone, just on what I saw last night and then cell cams today was just incredible. I mean, all day deer were, were moving both days. Um, and the pressure, I think yesterday was around 30.7 and today it was, you know, around 30.5. So, um, it definitely makes a big difference. I mean, we still see good movement this time of year, but I still feel like if it, if it's not this cold and high-pressure system, um, we just see that movement at first first thing in the morning and kind of last hour or so a light. But uh, the last two days, it's been incredible all day long.
1: Going forward then in this next week or so, what do you think that bucket activity is going to be on a scale of 1 to 10 in Kansas?
5: I still think it's going to be, you know, nine or 10. I mean, this is the time of year, uh, any of you guys out there, if you have days of vacation to burn or a day off, I mean, everybody get in the stand right now. This is what we as whitetail hunters dream about. We live 300 and what, 40 days out of the year for these, you know, this month of November, um, get out there and hunt, enjoy it while you can and take it all in, watch God's creation and. Um, just be thankful we get to hunt in this great country.
1: I like your optimism. Good luck to you and the guys from Heartland Bow Hunter. Thanks for joining me, Trent. Appreciate it. Good luck, man. And that concludes this week's episode of Rut Fresh Radio. Thanks to Brad, Spencer, Alex, and Trent for joining me. And thank you guys for listening. I hope everyone's in the woods for these last few days of the absolute best time of year. Uh, We will talk
2: to you guys next week, but until then, stay wired to hunt.